0: And that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best
1: strategy for success in dentistry today.
2: So this podcast is brought to you by Zana. And Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes.
1: Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House here with the Authentic Dentist podcast. And today we have a special guest, uh, Dr. Jessica Metcalf. I had the pleasure of meeting her, I believe at the first Smiles to See I attended back in April, but really didn't get to actually connect with her until this previous one in October, where she was the Dentistry's Got Talent winner. Um, So we're just super excited to have you today. Uh, Jessica, and just get to hear about your story and what you're doing great in dentistry.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Your story was so impressive at Smiles at Sea. Can you tell us a little bit about how you decided at 14 you were going to be a dentist?
0: Yeah, so uh, my parents at 14 were like, it's take your kids to work day in Ontario. And they were like, well, my dad's an accountant and my mom." I was a serial entrepreneur and at that time was a stay-at-home mom. And she was like, go with your aunt to work. (laughs) That's where you'll want to be. And so I went with my aunt, who's a general dentist, and fell in love with it at that time. And from there, at 15, I then started working at her office as a front desk staff and sterilization. And so I spent years working behind the scenes to confirm, okay, this is definitely what I want to be doing.
2: That is wonderful. So you went to college and then you you applied to dental school in Boston?
0: I did. So I did five years undergrad, changed programs four times because you only need the prerequisites to get into dental school, started my master's. This was all done in Ontario and then went to Boston University for dental school.
2: How did you get into working with oral cancer patients?
0: Hmm. Once I graduated from dental school, I fell in love with treating medically compromised patients during my hospital residency program back in Toronto. And from there, not only medically compromised patients did I love helping, was I fell in love with oral surgery. So I applied to oral surgery two years in a row. And on my second year, while I was still... At the hospital, the neighboring hospital, which is the cancer center, messaged me because they found out I didn't get in. And so I'm reading this email through tears because I'm devastated still at this point. And they knew this and they were like, listen, we have an opportunity here and we want you to be here as full-time staff. And I ended up taking that position and stayed there for five years. That sounds kind of divine.
1: So, so Jessica... What what you don't know is that I, um, so I've been in dentistry for a long time, just in like the dental supply side. My dad had a dental supply company since like 2001. So I kind of grew up in the business of dentistry. And to be honest, I didn't really like working with dentists growing up because I, I found it a challenge to connect with them. And then I don't know if it was four or five years ago now, but I met Dr. House at a Mission of Mercy event. And the second I met her, it was like, she was just like pure inspiration. Like, I I don't know how to say it. So the thing that's neat that connects you guys that I want her to share, um, I think is a large part of why she is so inspiring. And she kind of gave me like a a second chance at at caring about the people in dentistry. Mm -hmm. Um, Because so often I just kept encountering people that work, I don't know, almost like, you know, faking it and, um, very ego and I didn't get to connect to real people. And I think it's because it's challenging for dentists to always be honest about what they're going through, especially with like, you know, I was, I was a business guy, so I was like the maybe soliciting business and, you know, so anyway, it was just really hard for me to connect. Um, but yeah, Allison, what is it that you and Dr. Jessica have in common?
2: Well, we have a few things in common, but um, I became a dentist because my father was diagnosed with oral cancer when I was in college and I planned to go to medical school and I just had to switch my whole trajectory. I had to take a year off because I didn't apply in time and I ended up going to dental school Mm -hmm. and our family dentist saved my dad's life. He just died last year, well, I guess Mm -hmm. 2020 from oral cancer, but um, yeah, it's. And I treat a lot of patients with past oral cancer. I don't treat them before. I didn't do a residency. Mm -hmm. I I went straight into practice. But I I love those patients. And you commented on your, um, your talk about how they give you life advice. It's my favorite part of the job. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. It really puts things into perspective. It really, really does. And going back. To a few years ago as well I thought I needed to leave the profession because I didn't connect with other dentists and the dentists whose circles I was in I felt like they had it all together and I really was struggling behind the scenes and you would hear these tidbits from people where it was almost like okay well you have to suck it up okay you'll get through it uh just wait it'll change and eventually it got to a point where someone offhandedly had said to me when I was sharing not my story, but kind of roundabout sharing my story. And they were like, well, this person doesn't sound like they're strong enough to be, actually be in dentistry. And that was really heartbreaking for me because I had found this niche within dentistry that I absolutely loved. And I loved being able to not just prepare them and be a part of their journey, but improve their quality of life afterwards because that, that's where my forte is, is in is a lot of the patients ended up staying within my practice because of just the, the small little tweaks that we would make throughout their course after treatment. So then that way, they just didn't hate the fact that they had just gone through all of this treatment. And so when I had stumbled in that, I thought I had, I thought I was in this community that I was going to be essentially stuck in for the next 25 30 years and eventually when I started to share my story and my mental health concerns everyone else started to then share their story with me and could relate and I was like okay I this is this is what I need to be doing this is how I need to connect with other dentists is I now feel comfortable sharing what's going on behind the scenes because I know others are feeling the exact same way.
2: So how did you decide to start this Alchemistic Dentist? What was... Mm -hmm. That sounds like a journey.
0: Yeah. So it was a couple of years. So being in a cancer center, about five years ago now, I started lecturing to the general dentist on how to treat cancer patients. And at the end of all of my lectures, it was always talking about improving quality of life. And I would offhandedly talk about how to improve the dentist quality of life as well and I have such an interest about mindset self-talk perfectionism and eventually how that then flows into burnout so when I was going through my own stuff I ended up kind of down this rabbit hole of just wanting to learn everything why do we experience what we experience within dentistry And then a couple of years later, what ended up happening was I felt comfortable sharing my story, but also sharing information about what I had found. And in that time, being at the cancer center, it was really natural for me to be like, okay, let's head out and read all the primary articles and read all the textbooks. So instead of taking CE for clinical at this point, I was taking kind of CE towards psychology stuff. And then when I started sharing it, the compliments that I was getting, being like, "Hey, I feel this. This was me, or this is me now. How do I start to make those changes?" And when I started to notice that there was such a need about having these conversations, it was very natural for me to slip into the teaching role as I was already education director at the cancer center. So now, getting this information across was my next mission, and so the Alchemist Dentist came to be because. I wanted to create safe spaces where individuals can be vulnerable, sharing their doubts and fears, but then also the awesomeness that can come within dentistry. And so if we can start to have these uncomfortable conversations, we can reduce the mental health stigma and ultimately reduce these incredible individuals who are experiencing depression, anxiety, and committing suicide within our profession.
1: You know, it's interesting, um, Jessica, Jessica, because like here at The Authentic Dentist, like that is kind of what we Mm -hmm. wanted to set out to talk about in the beginning is like that whole story you shared about someone saying you or someone in that scenario wouldn't be strong Mm -hmm. enough to be a dentist. Um, Right. You you know, Allison and I have talked about like the, the good old boy circle that was kind of like it's all about the million plus practice and everything's just perfect and you ask them any question and everything's just like oh we're crushing it and that's just not not real and it's not good for dentistry and since it's not good for dentists and dentistry ultimately it's going to end up hurting the patients if dentists are yeah. slowly suffocating slowly like dying on the inside as they're going through their profession feeling disconnected discouraged and depressed like nobody wins. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we became yeah. the authentic dentist because of that. We we thought we needed to be real. We need to be real for patients and we need to re- be real with each other in order to, to mm-hmm. grow dentistry the way we want it to grow.
1: And uh, that's why we're such a big fan of you, Jessica, because... <laughs> no, for real. That's why I think something in your messaging just resonated with me because I've never been drawn to the person that has it all figured out and the person that has it together you know
2: mm-hmm. because like, no one does <laughs> no but, one actually does no.
1: <laughs> but 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 people don't no always have does. the courage to show who they are and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and that's exactly what makes Allison shine and that's one of the things that makes you you shine Jessica and that's why when mm-hmm. i met you um a you did such a great job you know with your speech um at dentistry's got talent um, but it was just so much more than that. It wasn't just what you were sharing. It's the conviction that you shared with that really made all the difference. Like I can tell this is who you are and this is your message.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you.
2: I appreciate that. So what are you going to do going forward? What's, what's your plan with this?
0: So plan moving forward. So currently right now, i um one-on-one coach with individuals, which I'm actually tapped out at this point in time. So I can't take on anyone until uh, April. So I have a wait list. And then what I do with dental teams is I go in and we look at the dental team as a whole now. And we have the dentist included in this as well. And we start to implement brain training exercises. So then that way we can change the environment, change how we choose to speak to ourselves change how we show up at the end of the day. Because if anything, COVID has shown us that it's amplified burnout to the max, and now people are showing those symptoms. And then outside of that, which I am super excited about, is I have a group coaching program that has been certified for CE. It's a year, and it's called Empowering Women Dentists Inner Circle. And this is where we really get into the nitty gritty of self doubt, perfectionism, decision fatigue, self care, and burnout. Wow that's
2: that's amazing. I, I want to touch Thank real quick you. on the team thing. You know, we're in the United States. Yeah. We're experiencing some team shortages, and I've wondered if maybe mm-hmm. this <clears throat> lack of self awareness and authenticity with dentistry is part of the issue, why we're losing team members.
0: Yep, I can tell you 100% it is. (laughs) Because even within the clients that I work with, you can tell that they mean well, but dentists also have that type A personality. We're very direct communicators as well, and we expect things done a certain way. So when we don't even allow a little bit of pressure to come off of ourselves, we put that much amount of pressure on our team members as well. But that can foster environments where, depending on the individual and how they choose, that for example, the dentist, how they choose to show up on a day, you could have staff walking on eggshells or staff not being able to communicate their fears or the potential mistake or how they're doing as a whole. I've had some staff members say to me where they're afraid to call in sick because of fear that what the repercussions are going to be so we need to change the environment and in order to do that we also have to create awareness about how we choose to speak to ourselves and how we then choose to speak to others and sometimes we don't even know that we're doing this and when we can pay attention to that we can then create environments where you not just dread work but you can thrive in it instead
2: that would be amazing that's that's an amazing yeah. thing yeah yeah are are you still in a hospital kind of situation are you in a practice
0: do you have your own team mm-hmm. so i moved across the country 7 months ago and so now living on an island the cancer center that i'm at it's not the same as being in a metropolitan city. So the difference is I am now based out of a private practice setting where patients come to see me in the office while I'm still affiliated with the cancer center. Okay. So do you get to choose your own team? Yeah. So I choose my own team. So I'm working out of a private practice office right now where, um, I'm actually getting to work with my best friend right now, which is really my roommate from dental school. So this oh, that's is pretty so cool. Awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. So we we recognize that we're like, you know what, the, the, our dental philosophy and how we want to grow as individuals and how we see our practice growing together, we recognize that because of our similar dental philosophies, where we want to be, that this would be a great fit. And that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to foster environments where both of us, not only just us as the dentist, are showing up excited to do work, but the team as a whole gets to be that as well.
1: So, Jessica, it seems like you have this really um yeah, significant passion for what you're doing clinically, and yet you also have this very clear passion for what you're doing. When it comes to speaking and, and educating, how do you how do yes. you see that moving forward? As far as like a mix, is this kind of like a 50 50 thing moving forward, or do you you see yourself kind of dedicating more time to one or the other?
0: Hmm. So right now, I only work one to two days clinical dentistry, and then the rest of the time is with coaching and speaking. And that to me has been a fantastic fit because. I think when we graduate, we just assume that we have to be working five, six clinical days and that's it. But we also don't take into account that, well, outside of clinical, if you choose to own an office, there's also running the office or there's chart notes. And when I was in my deepest, darkest hole, I was running ragged and I wasn't taking any time to be able to recoup. And so for me, I found that a great balance, which this is where I thought I was going to get judged as well, because especially people are like, no, no, you have to work five clinical days. I'm like, who told you? Like, who said that? (laughs) This is the golden rule. And so when I moved across, also living on the West Coast helps with that, where lifestyle is more important. And that's when I recognized that, well, I have such a passion and I want to be helping people that I need to be able to make time for it. And so in order to not step away completely, two days of clinical practice gives me that opportunity to be there treating those patients, at the same time being able to help other dental professions within our community.
2: Wow. I guess because we are on the West Coast, working five days a week Mm -hmm. just sounds crazy to me.
0: (laughs) If you were to ask me that seven months ago, I'd be like, what, really? And then I've really slid into this lifestyle on the West Coast, and it makes a huge difference. You get it, you get excited to go into work, right? It's not just a job now. It is a career. It is something that you work so hard to get to. But in order to create that, you really have to take a look at, well, what do you want out of life? And where do you want to place your time? Because When I was wishing away the next 25, 30 years of my career, hoping then just to get to retirement and then I could be happy. If you're not creating those changes along the way, what makes you think that 25, 30 years later, all of a sudden it's going to be a flick of a light switch and then you're happy. It's all the smaller changes leading up to it that are going to amplify that point in time.
2: I talk to women all the time about don't, you don't want to wish away your life. You know, sometimes we do that with our children too. Oh, I just wish they would grow up a little bit. I'm tired of changing diapers. I just wish they would grow up a little bit. I'm tired of this teenager. But then you look back and you've missed yeah. your life. You don't want to miss your career. You yes. don't want to miss your family. Yeah, If you're not happy now, you'll probably never be happy,
1: you know? And it's, yes. it's one of the things we talk about, about like, here you are as a dentist, which is someone that's typically very motivated. And yet you want to climb this mountain. But at the top of this mountain, if you're not equally fulfilled in what you're doing then there's no point being at the top or there's no point even being on this journey of climbing this so-called like summit i need to get somewhere well if fulfillment's not on Mm -hmm. that road you don't need to get there and you jessica had the courage to say you know what five days a week isn't my mountain like this isn't going to bring me life this isn't like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like one to two days or whatever this is life-giving but i also find so much fulfillment and pouring out and serving others and in really getting to help empower um people, especially you know, women with what you're doing, um, to let them know that hey, they're they're not alone. And it seems like that's what's so cool. It seems like what you're doing with the alchemist dentist really just came out of kind of what you were hoping could have been there for you all those years in the beginning when you did feel alone and you did feel disconnected. Is that kind of kind of yeah. true? Like you're offering what yeah, you wish you, had uh, been I, offered to you?
0: Hundred percent. So when I when I ended up starting the Alchemist dentist, it was totally selfish. It was because I was looking for something and couldn't find it, and so I thought, well, you know what? If I can't find it, I'm going to create it. And so that's what I did, and that's how the ultimate dentist came to be.
2: That is just wonderful. Do you happen to know Dr. Alan Stern by any chance? I do. He's incredible. He is incredible. He is starting the same thing, but for men. And I mean, yes. because it's needed for everyone, truly. It's not just a woman thing or a man thing. It's needed for everybody. Oh. So I mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I'm glad you've met him. I would have introduced you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. There's a few of us now and now, and it's so interesting because when you do go looking for like-minded individuals, you do find them. And now they're, now that I'm in this, I feel like there's, A community of dentists who are really out there trying to make waves within our community to make changes so that dentists don't have to wait until they're burnt out or they've hit a wall to then make changes. And I think a lot of us feel like, okay, well, if I just keep working, I just keep working, something will change. But nothing will change if you don't take a moment to step back out of clinical and look at the picture as a whole. So these other individuals like Alan Stern are able to help the dental community get to that point. We're about 10 years behind physicians. Physicians have started talking about wellness and mental health and being burnt out about 10 years ago. And so they've got coaching similar to Alan and myself who started those 10 years ago and now we've just got to play catch up and we'll get there it's just going to take a bit of time.
1: So tell me if there's one thing you're wanting listeners to know about, it sounds like it probably is this new inner circle of yours. How, how can people Mm -hmm. that are interested, like where would they go to find out more information?
0: Yeah. So I would love them to check out my website, which is www.drjessicametcalf.com. And there is a link there for empowering women dentists. but realistically if you feel like you've hit that wall that but you don't know where to go send me a message i'm across social media platforms facebook and instagram and connect with me so then that way you know you don't have to do this alone either
1: jessica honestly like again i knew when i met you that there was something really like unique and i didn't i didn't necessarily know what it was until i learned more about what it is that that you truly are like living to do, like the difference that you're you're mm-hmm. living to make. Um, and now that I know that, it just makes sense why uh, I was drawn to you. Just um, I we absolutely love what you're doing, and that's why it was a natural when I talked to you. I was like, man, I really want to have you on the podcast because it's it's everything <laughs> the authentic dentist, what we believe in. We want dentists to yeah. to really be walking in what they were called to walk in and to be completely authentic Mm -hmm. to be able to make the difference that they alone can make and that is exactly Mm -hmm. what you're doing and we couldn't be more proud of what you're doing so any way we can help along the way uh we're here um but guys we're just so honored that we got to talk with uh dr metcalf today um so yeah please check her out the alchemist dentist and yeah we just thank you guys for your time today
0: thank you for listening to the authentic dentist podcast To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never
1: miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.